Hello and welcome to the One Hope Podcast, where faith and life connect. A podcast done by One Hope Church in Gig Harbor, Washington. Enjoy! Hello friends, and welcome back to the One Hope Church Lenten Podcast. This is Laurel Oki, and today we'll be talking about Acts chapter 14. I'll be honest, this chapter had me scratching my head a bit at first, wondering whether or not it was, you know, appropriate to complain to Pastor Peter about why everybody else got all the cool passages. But the more I read it, especially as I saw the context of the surrounding chapters and commentaries, I realized that there real this really is a cool chapter to dig into and apply lessons from. And so I wanted to zone in on two of the big themes that I saw in this chapter. The danger of emphasizing acts of faith over the experience of faith, and also the mentorship model that Paul sets up for us. First, uh, actions, faithful actions, and faith. In my initial notes, I refer to this as idolatry or misinterpretation of faithful experience. Starting in verse 8, we learn about Paul and Barnabas and what they're doing in Lystra. When Paul is speaking with a big crowd, he identifies a man who, quote, had faith to be healed. And that is exactly what Paul did. He called out to the lame man and said, stand up on your feet. At that, the man jumped up and began to walk. This is one of many instances of healing in the New Testament, and it speaks to the power of the Holy Spirit and to the power of faith, even faith the size of a mustard seed. However, after this healing, the crowds begin to react, and they they react poorly. <laughs> they call upon their pagan gods, saying, the gods have come down to us in human form. They referred to Barnabas as Zeus and Paul as Hermes. And they called the priest of Zeus from the temple and began to gather the materials for sacrifices of bulls and wreaths to these men. And to put it simply, um, Paul and Barnabas were horrified. It says in the Bible that they rushed into the crowd, tearing their clothes and explaining the goodness of God to this large, zealous group. This was something that stuck out to me as I was reading, because I think we are told that evidence of a person's faith will be shown through their works. But we are also told in the Bible that the evidence of someone's faith is seen through the development of fruit, like the fruit of their spirit. And I think that sometimes we are guilty of idolizing the people in our lives or the figures or the mega churches or just the movements that are very flashy and large and seem to be sharing this big joyous message. But I, at least I want to be considering deeply like how much good is actually being done by those large groups, those large movements, those large acts. I think they're very much a work of God and a beautiful instance of what can happen when we place our faith in God and the ways that God allows for us to testify to others about his goodness. But I'm just, you know, I want to be cautious of how I approach those acts. I don't want to idolize the act or the miracle or the surprise or the individual leading the healing or the movement or the message or the sermon. I don't want to idolize that. I, wanna, I don't want to idolize the conductor over the writer of the symphony, you know? I, that, that analogy might break down. I'm not good at music. But that was just something that really stuck out to me because I feel like that's something that we are at risk of, especially in an age where we spend a lot of time 
you know, hearing unfortunate, unhappy, discouraging news about the persecution of Christians abroad. And when we see flickers of, you know, what looks like really impressive movements of God, we jump on those when in reality God is working right in front of us at all times, in all ways, both big and small. I'm not saying we should put aside the big things and the exciting things, but I at least want to be more conscious of celebrating the small acts of faith that I see every single day in all sorts of people. So that was a lot. <laughs> this is a really smooth transition, y'all. The second thing that I really noticed was that Paul sets up for us a great system of mentorship and church governance. I want to emphasize both of those points, although the description of verses 21 through 28 is primarily talking about church structure. I recently watched a YouTube video that rather cheekily broke down the histories and differences between several popular Christian denominations. Church structure and hierarchy was brought up, of course. I know that there is a great diversity of belief in the Christian body about what church structure should look like. Yet, regardless of how individuals reflect on and approach those passages, I wanted to acknowledge the beauty of what Paul is establishing when he sends leaders and elders of strong conviction to lead the early church. In verse 22, Luke tells us that these new Christian communities said to Paul and Barnabas, quote, we must go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. I want to highlight that and talk about the fact that we as humans are not solitary creatures. We need support and encouragement of mentors and elders in our lives, folks who can walk alongside us, offer prayers, support, biblical advice, and wisdom. We can't know everything, do everything, lead everyone, or learn everything on our own. Like God has placed people in our lives, like Paul and Barnabas sent leaders into the early church to support those who are participating in this new practice of faith and Christianity. And I don't think that mentorship and support and seeking advice stops when we grow up. I know I'm still very, very young, but in the grand scheme of things, like I never want to stop seeking advice and encouragement and biblical wisdom and mentorship from the stronger and older Christians in my life. And there will come a day, I'm sure, where I encounter many amazing individuals who are younger than me in whatever career or future uh, God has in store that will have a lot to teach me about faith and the goodness of God and, you know, just persevering in faith. So, yeah, just we never stop needing support and biblical counsel. And I thank God for the folks he puts in our lives who enable that. So... On that note, I just wanted to close with a quick prayer now. Dear God, I thank you for the community of believers that you have assembled all across the world, but I am particularly grateful for the community you have created in One Hope Church. I ask that these days and weeks leading up to Easter will bring us closer to you, strengthen our faith, and allow us more opportunities to extend testimony of your peace and goodness to others. Amen. Amen.